Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Wakia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of DARE, which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it's never too late to be great. Alrighty. Hi, ladies. Welcome so much to the Dare to Pivot podcast. I am so excited um, to be here today. Um, my name is Wakia. Y'all know I'm your host, along with Barbara Wade. Hey, hey Barbara. How's everyone today? We're all great. We're all great. And <laughs> our special guest today is Yvonne Marie. Is that right? That's, right. It right, That's right. Perfect. Whoop, whoop. Look at Perfect. that. Yeah, I want to do it. So let me just tell y'all a little bit why we decided to invite Yvonne onto the podcast today. Um, so Yvonne is an author, an artist, a poet, and a teacher. So she got a lot of stuff moving. She got a lot of moving parts, a lot of stuff going on. Um, she's a Christian. She spent a lot of time in different ministries like worship, discipleship, leadership, and in women's ministries. She has a master's degree in education. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has over a decade experience in teaching and, and ministry experience. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she would be a great addition to the Dare to Pivot podcast family just because um, I feel like she had a lot of things to bring to the table and a lot of things to offer. So Yvonne, thank you so, so much yes. for coming to join us today. Thank you so much, Wakia, and thank you, Barbara, for having me. I am excited to chat with you ladies. Well, I can see the smile on your face, so that's yeah. super awesome. <laughs> I can just hear it, so that's awesome. Okay, so um, Yvonne, tell us, so because of the fact that, you know, you're, you're new to the family, the women are all tuned in, obviously they've, they've heard me and Barbara before, so they don't know nothing about you, so even though I just gave you an intro, could you just tell the ladies like a fun fact about you, tell us something interesting that's a mind blower, that people wouldn't necessarily know when they first look at you, so give us give us a mind blower. Oh my goodness, something that's mind blowing. I'm yeah. not really that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, your bio said something different uh, than what you're saying. Um, you know, I I live a life that's pretty regular. Um, <laughs> I have I have two sons. One is will be twenty one this year, okay. and um, he is my adopted son. Um, we got him when he was three years old, and okay. so we are adoptive parents, which is which isn't something everybody can say. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another son who will be 12 years old this year. Hmm. So I have a huge, I have like nine years between the two of them. And um, yeah, it's a a big gap. Um, And so those, those two, and I'm married, I've been married for 20 years. It was 20, 
20 years in 2020. So that was one great thing that came out of 2020. <laughs> we were still together. We made it. Amen. Yeah. So we, we, um, yeah. So I've been married for 20 years. I have two sons. Uh, these people are my priority who I love dearly. And, uh, I am, like you said, the author of Kill the Busy, Save the Bee, what it really means to be still and know. Mm -hmm. That is my book. And um, that actually has been a phenomenal experience, uh, writing that book and sharing that book with people. So that's been the big deal for me. And when did you publish that? Uh, That was published July of last year. Okay. I'm getting as awesome. weird saying last year because it was just <laughs> but <laughs> July 2020 and it is awesome. on Amazon, right? It's a, it's available mm-hmm. on Amazon. Wonderful. Yes. That's where I got it. Loved it. So oh, I'm yeah. Glad. I'm glad. Yeah. That yes, made my whole day right I there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's where I got it. Downloaded it right on my Kindle. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, so, let me ask since you started with that, what was the impetus behind you taking and your creative gifts and putting it into that book? Mm. Well, I found that for myself, I've always been like a go-getter and a goal setter. That's what I call call myself lately. Um, I have always been doing, 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 doing. And so people have referred to me as a busy bee. You always have something going, you know? Um, but while that is a great way to be, you know, um, a person that sets goals, a person that reaches and stretches themselves and challenges themselves, um, it can also be dangerous if you are not careful. And so I, I, I realized that I was becoming depleted um, in a lot of areas of my life, self-care, um, my time with the Lord, my time spent in the Bible, my time spent in prayer. Um, I wasn't dedicating the time that I needed to, to the most important relationship that I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't have that connection with the Lord and you're just going about your business without praying or without consulting or without, you know, giving him praise, then you become depleted and all the things that you're running around doing becomes obsolete. It becomes no, it's no purpose behind it. And mm. so this is the, this is the premise. So before I wrote the book, I had some experiences where I was just tired and depleted. And I talk about that in my, in the first chapter of my book about, mm. um, you know, when I had my second son, and you know how it is as a new mom. Um, and this was the first son I had had naturally. And so there was a lot going on and I felt very inadequate in what mm-hmm. I was doing. So actually that was a good place for me to be. I think the Lord wanted me <laughs> to show, you know, that I needed him. Right. And that's exactly what he did. He showed me that. And so that's why the book is, you know, has the words busy bee in it. And it okay. says kill the busy save the beat. Yeah. Awesome. So, so based off of that, so, okay, so how long did it take you to write the book? Oh my, let's see now. Um, 
So your son is 12, and I remember the first chapter was like the day I left my husband or something crazy. It's like the first chapter. So you had me <laughs> the first chapter. But um, so I knew it was like right after he was born. So how, how long did it take you? Well, I, I didn't start thinking about the book right after he was born, though. Um, it right. took me some years after that because, see, what was going on was I was developing my relationship with Christ and um, I was journaling a lot. And so I had a mother's journal and I had a prayer journal and I was writing down and really getting to know myself and getting to know who I am and getting to know who God sees me to be. And so it's, it took a really long time before I thought to myself, um, this is something that I'm dealing with. I wonder if other people are dealing with it too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that took, that took some years. So I would, I would have to say that the point where I said I was going to write a book probably was around 20, 2018, where I decided mm -hmm. like the end of 2018, I had decided, okay, I feel like God has given me something here. He's mm -hmm. showing me something about myself. And I feel like I began to think, there may be other women that deal with this whole busyness thing, you know, of, of uh, you know, having thoughts about oneself that, you know, um, that you're not worthy or dealing with depression or dealing with anxiety. These are all things that I began to journal about within myself. I searched the scriptures and God was working on me. And, um, and one of the verses that he gave to me was, be still and know that I am God. And that is Psalm 46.10. And so I began yeah. with that. And I said to myself, I'm going to share this with other people. So, so okay, so if I, go by the, if I go by the math, your son is 12. So you had, so the first 10 years, you was just in a journal and state getting prepared. The last two years, those, you know, you, you took that time out to write. So my question now is, when you hear the phrase, be still and know, what does that mean to you now versus what it meant to you 12 years ago? Oh, that's a great question. That's a really great question. So I think that when I would read that verse some years ago, and by the way, my son is 11. He'll be 12 this year. Oh, he Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, okay, okay. I just said that because I was getting confused myself. I was like, wait a minute. My okay. son's 11 or 12. <laughs> So that's, that's okay. That's okay. So look, ladies, y'all know that. So that's fine. But yeah, so at the time when I, you know, first started dealing with what I'm, what I was dealing with with busyness, um, before that, I had not thought of be still and know the way that I do now. Then I thought be still and know was like, okay, go in your closet and just be still, <laughs> and to reflect on God's goodness. And this isn't wrong. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's not wrong. Um, to be still and reflect on him and reflect on who he is. But as I began to search the scripture and understand this entire Psalm and not just the verse 10, I realized that the word be still, it means to surrender everything right? So it means the Hebrew word be still is Rafa. Oh, beautiful. And it means to 
surrender whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, to surrender it to the Lord. And so that's that's a that's a little different than just sitting and reflecting and you know um, reflecting on God. And then there's be still and know. So yade, that is to know. And so it means to really know him intimately, not just as a, you know, a cosmic, be- a cosmic being, but as an intimate friend. And so be still and know that I didn't know before. And now I know, a mu- I have a much better understanding of that. So that's what I share in my book. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I was actually trying to get to my places where I highlight it. I was like, oh, this is like such a good quote. Um, and I love that whole thing about how you, when you broke it down, like word by word, yes, right? Yeah. They try to focus the, the focus the thoughts in on that particular word. And to, and I love the whole intimacy thing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just like a, a profound um, moment. So when, okay, let me, let me try to go back here. So when you, you first started out saying you was journaling, right? And, and obviously when you're journaling, you're, um, you know, talking to God about your most, your most, well, for me, when I'm journaling, I'm talking to God about my most, my most intimate thoughts, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And, and in those moments is when I feel he speaks to me the loudest. Mm-hmm. So for you, what does that look like to you? Like, what is that? How did you know God was telling you now to write this book? Or how did you know, you know, how'd you know that God was telling you this is what you were supposed to do now? Like it was time to st- be still. I'm going to be still. Well, I think that for me, it came to a point where I, um, I realized that everything I was doing, I couldn't do on my own, mm-hmm. that I needed Christ. I needed the Lord. And, um, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot that's taught to us as women, especially women, you know, in our day and age, we're independent women. We're strong. We can do it. Girl, I got this. Yes. I got it. Honey. I got <laughs> and it. And that's all that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But I think that it can cause us to ignore our um our insufficiency. It it it, it because we are mm. not everything to everybody. Right. Um and so we begin to feel like we can be. And we begin to think of this idea of of, I can do it all by myself. And Mm -hmm. really, that's not how God operates. Um, Mm -hmm. For one, we need to be dependent on him. And then for two, he operates in community, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we need each other. God Mm -hmm. God has designed it for us to have relationships like that. And so I think that that's where the Lord took me. That's the place where he took me. And where he he um, he showed me that this isn't just something that Yvonne is dealing with. A lot of people are dealing with this. Um, and the fact that the book came out last year is so timely because I feel like many of us are looking to be still and having to be still because of 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, even though I was supposed to publish the book earlier, right, in 2020, um, I just didn't, for whatever reason, I couldn't get myself together enough (laughs) to publish it on the date that I had envisioned. 
Mm-hmm. And it was okay because I went ahead and published it later on in the summer. And look at God, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, you, this is when you really are supposed to do it because this is when people really need to hear it. So I was blessed in that regard. I was glad that God's timing, it was his timing. And uh, the prayers that I was doing, you know, during that time, I feel like it was really fruitful prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the timing was even more impeccable because although the country and parts of the world were forced to be still from our normal um, activities and our normal pace, it does not keep us from being busy. That's true. So I think in the conversations that I've had and um, the articles I've read that people still found themselves busy in their own homes and in the company of their family, and they were still unfulfilled. Um, you know, the, they they didn't feel the time was as productive as they would like for it to be. And I do believe it's because there may have been the missing element of realizing that that stillness is in God. That's and right. it's that um, opportunity or necessity, really, it's the necessity to build the intimacy with God. So your physical stillness and limited proximity to other people really is only one component. Absolutely. (laughs) The other component is the action step of building relationship with Christ. So, I mean, I think your book coming out then may have answered the question for some people, well, what am I still missing? You know, I've been in this house for six months now, you know, and, and there's, <laughs> right. still, it's there's still, still a problem. something missing. Yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking too, as you were speaking, you know, um, I also talk about the fact that you can be physically busy, but then you can also be mentally busy, right? Uh-huh. You have yeah. all, you know, mm-hmm. mental, all this stuff going on in your mind. You know, I was just telling a friend that I have to learn to be still and quiet my mind when I go to bed because mm-hmm. my mind is still going at times. And I think that's because, you know, that's what we're used to. We're used to always having things going, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is, so what are some of the things that you do now? Like, so for that woman who's listening to this now and she's trying to figure out like, okay, great. I know Psalm 46 and 10. I got it tattooed on my arm. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen it tattooed on his arm. So I know that's the thing. And they're like, okay, great. I, I understand that. But my life right now, the way my life is set up, I got youngest running around. I'm trying to do this. Like I'm trying to work. Now I'm homeschooling. Now I got this going on. Like, how are you able to successfully juggle all those balls in the air? Um, one, and write this book, but then also try to, you know, uh, work on your relationship mm. with God. Like, how do you even find that space to do that? Well, you know what? Surrender is a daily decision. That's what I learned. <laughs> I have a lot going on. I still have a lot going on. In fact, I wanted to talk to you even later in the podcast that I, um, I started a little business. So I, I have the book, I have, I have, you know, speaking engagements. I have the, the, um, the business that I've started. I have my son, my oldest son doesn't live at home anymore. I have my husband, I have church ministry. So 
there's a lot of juggling that goes on. But surrender is a daily decision. And so it's a choice. I mean, one of the things I talk about is that, or I, that I write about in the book is that um, I have to set aside an intentional time and an intentional place to be with the Lord daily. Now, do, you know, are there times when I've missed that day and time or I've missed the specific time? Yes. But my intentionality, I want it to come to become something that is actual, actually purposeful and not just intentional. Um, and then I think that when you get up in the morning, <laughs> you have to decide, I'm going to spend time with God today. It's almost just like, you know, any relationship that you have, you want to keep that relationship going. You have to work on that relationship. You have to, you have right. to decide, I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to text my friend today. If it kills me, I'm going to connect with my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and that's so important. Same thing with your husband if you're married. So why not with God? Why not set and be purposeful mm-hmm. in your relationship and your intimacy with him? Now, how far in depth you go with that? you need to talk to God about it. You need to decide, you need to pray, you know, you can always start with prayer. And I have, um, there have been times because I have a a room in my house that I've just dedicated. It's a multi-purpose room, but it's the place where I go, where my family knows I'm in here. Don't come in here. (laughs) And I'm in my closet right now. I could even use this space and say, look, don't come in here. Give me 10 minutes. Don't come in here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and there have been times where I have gone into that room and there's nothing I don't bring my phone in there I don't bring my computer in there and there have been times where I just sit in there silent Mm -hmm. you know and I just wait I ask the Lord to stop my mind from racing Mm -hmm. and I ask the Lord to help me to focus and concentrate on him And that's really how it begins for me. Yes, I can open my Bible and I can read it. But sometimes we may be reading the Bible and our minds are still somewhere else. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, we're just still concentrating on whatever situation we just came out of. But I think that when you ask the Lord and you say, Lord, I want this time to be for you. Lord, I want I want to um, I just want this five minute time. I know I have kids outside this door and they they need me but lord just give me this five minutes time to focus my mind on you lord and he will give you that time and he will give you that focus um and so that's how that's how it happens for me Hmm. so you make it a priority for one absolutely (laughs) and we know if 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 you don't prioritize it then they're you know they're always competing things absolutely there's always going to be something it's always going to be something and so yeah um i would recommend even if you don't have a place in your house take a walk go outside you Mm -hmm. know make a time to reflect and give god the praise and the glory that he deserves on a daily basis and then ask the Lord, Lord, I need to surrender whatever it is that is um, eating at you, that is got you in a vice that has, you know, got a hold on you where you're not focused on your relationship on him. 
ask the Lord, tell him your, tell him your difficulties and surrender those things to him. And that's what being still is all about. Lord, I'm going to surrender this to you. I know that you are able. So that, that also goes into knowing God, right? The more that we know him, Mm -hmm. the more intimate we are with him, the easier it is to surrender to him. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I, I would, I would ask in the, in the pursuit of writing your book, as well as developing your relationship with God, what is the thing that you sort of stumbled upon? <laughs> like you, it was like an aha moment for you with God. Like it was like an aha. Let me see an aha moment. Which I realize, I know I'm talking while you're trying to yeah. think, so give me a minute, but I realize that could be a big thing because of the fact that you've been in, you, you've had a relationship with God, you know, since yeah. you were a child. So the fact that your relationship has deepened in this last 12 or so years, um, and, and, and the fruit of that is like this, is your book. I'm just trying to figure out like, what is that thing? What was that pivotal thing that, that changed the whole game for you in this moment? Like while you were writing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what was yeah. I hear you. I feel like, because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, and the Lord is reminding me. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking oh. of, yes, oh, uh-oh, but I'll tell the truth. The, <laughs> so I think that, and you know what? He gives me this aha moment on the regular, okay? Because I got, I got things, wow. I got things. But it is... <laughs> It is the fact that I am not in control. Mm. From the time I was a little girl, you know, my mom used to say when I was a little girl and I used to have my friends over, I was in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I was playing teacher and I was like, y'all going to be the students. (laughs) And this is the lesson for today. And you need to pay attention. I mean, I had two little brothers, you know, I feel bad for them now, but they got the brunt of it. But I I think that the whole thing is I am just a bit of a control freak. I was worse back then and I'm much better now. But um, the idea that, you know, Yvonne, you, you can't control everything. You know, when my oldest son decided that he wanted to leave, there's no control over that. (laughs) He wanted, he wanted to do things his own way. Right. And so I can't control that. And that was, um, that was something that I was really angry with the Lord about, you know, um, because. Oh, that's so good. See, we're getting there. We're getting there now, your mind. You're welcome to better pivot, girl. You're in the right spot. Cause that's where we at. Because I was angry because I couldn't control that. And, you know, I said to the Lord, Lord, this is what I want my children to do. And this is what I want them to be when they grow up. And this is how I want them to live their life. And Lord, this, and I don't get me wrong. I can pray those things, but I can't say to God, God, this is what you're going to do. And, mm-hmm. and tell him, you know, I have to be able to say, Lord, you know, I surrender my children to you and whatever you have for them, whatever plan you have for them, I have to be at peace with it. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer for my son now is that and this is a difficult prayer, Lord, whatever you have to do to bring him to yourself Mm -hmm. then do Mm -hmm. that because 
they need to know, he needs to know who you are in an intimate way. And only God knows how he's going to come to that. Exactly. And um, so I had to know that, you know, when it says, be still and know that I am God, that's what that is. I, I, I don't control this situation. God is not a pawn in my plan on a chessboard. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. is the king. He is over all. He rules over all. And his ways are much higher than my ways. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I learned. <laughs> so, so, you know, you know, it's so funny because one of the prayers that I constantly say, and I say this about several of my family members who are outside of God's will at this moment, um, or who, well, who am I to say that? But, you know, they, in, in my personal opinion, this is what I would think, but I ain't God, so you can really can't, listen, take what I say with a grain of salt. But anyway, <laughs> what I say all the time is God bring, like I, what I would even say it with my son, I'll say, Lord, I want you to bring him to you, bring him into you, even if you have to do it on his knees. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you bring him. Break him if you got to, you know, bend up, but don't break him. But, you know, bring him, you know what I'm saying? Because I want that. So your your book talks about, you talk about here how they got to a point where you was, you would take these 30 minutes a day and you would take these walks, right? (laughs) And as you was just talking, you were saying like, this is the thing in your process of surrendering, like throwing your hands up, you're talking to yourself. So those are kind of things you're, you're having to constantly repeat over and over and over to surrender those thoughts to God, like surrender that thing to God, because we all say, and we've all heard pastors say, oh, just turn over to the Lord. But it goes back to what mm. you said just a while ago. As soon as I finish talking, as soon as I finish reading my Bible, I'm worrying all about mm. what I was having to do anyway. I'm turning over to God a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like a little bit, I got to turn it over. But how how is that practically like right now? When, you're, when you start going through those challenges with your son, and you literally had to turn over because one, he was grown at this, but old enough to make his own choice. So you didn't have right. any control anyway. How did you find peace in your in yourself and keep mm-hmm. peace in your house in that moment? Well, I think that one of the things that I always have to, you know, that I always have to remember is that the more time I spend in God's word and the more time I pray, the easier it is for me to surrender. I'm not at a point in my life where um, it's always going to be, oh, I, it depends on what it is. Oh, Lord, I surrender this to you. That's easy. You know, I can I can say that now. But as soon as some type of trouble comes that I wasn't expecting, how do I surrender? I'm going to pick up my word and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to, yeah. you know, the more that I do that, the more I re- God's promises to me, the more I look back on how the Lord has blessed me and come through for me and never forsaken me, the more that I think of his goodness and his mercy towards me and how he is sufficient for me, all of these things, as I read the word of God and as, as I reflect on him, that's where I, that's how surrendering happens for me. So I I can't say for me that every time it's an instantaneous thing. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. God, you got that. It's not always like that for me because like I said earlier, I'm a control freak (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and I battle with that. You know, everybody has their thing. Um, and I, I battle with that a little bit, but I will say this, you know, my ability to surrender now is much, much better than it was in the past. 
So I'm just learning to grow and continue mm -hmm. in that. And, you know, the other thing is, as I share my story with people, that's the other thing that helps. When I begin to watch God working in other people's lives and in my life and people begin sharing their testimony with me, you know, it's a community. And yes. God uses people to minister mm -hmm. to me the same way that I am being used yeah. to minister to them. And so that that back and forth that God has created between the body of believers, I mean, that is so important. And so in my surrendering, that's why I'm looking. I'm looking for people who can help me with this, who can hold me accountable, who can um who can lift me up in prayer before the Father? Who can stand in agreement with me as I deal or battle with the difficulty I'm dealing with? So that's how I do it. Uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I don't want to overstep on you, Barbara. So if you got a question, you can go ahead. You know, I got, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always with a rapid fire. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm gonna stick on this surrendering thing a little bit because I think that it was parts in your book that really talked about like the resistance, right? That resistance of how your flesh mm. becomes this, you know, becomes this like wall of resistance, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. And you asked this question in the book that sort of, that I kept going back to and you said, well, what is your wall of resistance? Mm. Tell your mom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is that thing right now that you're wrestling with that, you know, that, that level that still shows that, because what you just told us in the end, it was that one that it was practice that makes perfect, right? That you're having to constantly practice this thing, this, this surrendering thing, right? So what is your wall right now? Like, what is that thing that you're fighting with? Because obviously, and wait a minute, and I know I'm asking a lot, but the reason I'm coming in this way is because when I look at your website and when I look at, you know, all the things you've done and when I look at you, it looks like you got it all together <laughs> and you ain't got no wall. <laughs> so oh, in, in, in the spirit of being transparent, <laughs> let's talk about the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, there's a lot of mind numbing for me sometimes and mind racing. Mm -hmm. So I spend a lot of time if, you know, entertainment is an issue, social mm -hmm. media is an issue, even though in social media is where I do a lot of work, it's an issue. It can be. Um, and then also mind racing. I'm going, when I say mind racing, I mean that I am, I'm so goal driven at times. And I could say that even for me now, I'm being real transparent with y'all. Um, <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, because I'm doing different things, I can easily and sadly neglect the people yeah. in my life that yeah. I love most. Yeah. Say that. You know, I'm so busy trying to get to where I want to go that I'm just blowing on by the people that say, hey, I love you. We, we haven't spent any time together. What, when are we going to talk? You know? Um, and I'm like, oh, I got to get, I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. I got to do that. And so that can be 
a problem for me because in my flesh, I want to meet that goal. I want to be on top. I want to be the best, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't be the best without the, pe- the people mm-hmm. that you love and the people who love you. You just can't. It's no best in that, you know. Um, and nobody gets anywhere mm-hmm. alone. Um, and so I would say right now, that's the thing that I'm battling with, you know, the most. Um, I have to I have to pay attention to those that matter most to me. And I cannot also, I cannot get ahead of God um, in my plans. You know, I have to discipline myself not to go ahead of him and say, this is what we're going to do, God. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you together, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It can't be that way. I have to, I have to always be inquiring of the Lord. You know, I was just reading, um, I was reading in Samuel about David, you know, and it talks, I, I hadn't noticed this before as I was reading through first Samuel that it always says, and David inquired of the Lord and David yeah. inquired of the Lord and David inquired of the Lord. And I thought I saw that phrase so many times and I was like, yes, that's what I need to, con- I always need to continue to do. I'm a person that I have to do that. And otherwise I'm so driven by what it is that I want. I'm missing out on things that are important to the right. Lord. You know, ministry is about people. And if the people aren't in it and I'm not served, you know, I'm not in it. My heart's not in it. The people who are in my household, that's who I need to serve first. Um, so there it is. There's my, there's my wall. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm going to be honest. I think as a, as, as a, as a former be myself, <laughs> I would definitely say that I understand you completely Mm -hmm. and that I am you know we're both you buzzing by me I'm buzzing by you (laughs) um and that is definitely a place where I struggle on most days trying to make sure that I can uh settle but girl let me tell you something about my sister squad the jokers are relentless they quickly call me out (laughs) when it looks like I got way too much stuff going on yes um so that, and then my husband obviously will say it too, but I definitely understand and agree with that. And I think that's so, that that one that one particular wall is very timely because as we try to motivate and encourage women to go out here and be their best selves, you know, we got to stay focused enough to realize that that doesn't mean that you get so busy and well-doing that you leave everybody else that's behind. Right. Like, that's right. That's not what they look like. <laughs> that's right. Say it. It's the truth. Well, gr- well there's great humility in acknowledging that that's your wall <laughs> because I think yeah. that is the um, I would say the the battle between the world and um, being a Christian and maybe there are other faiths too but Christian is the only one I know um, being a Christian mm-hmm. is that it is okay to put self and motivation and drive and ambition and success and all of those things, uh, whatever other words you want to give it, ahead of um, staying in relation and balancing your whole life. Mm. Um, and to me, that's all the more important 
for you to stay in relationship with other people because sometimes depending on our personality, that's what it requires. We need other people that are important to us to help yes. temper us. Yes. I think some people can receive it, you know, straight from God. You know, their 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 uh personality is such that um they can sense, feel, hear God putting boundaries around them. Um but I think for most of us, it's in community. And we're blessed if we mm-hmm. have a spouse um, that is um, in tune to what we're doing, um, that he he cares, but he can also um, be guardrails for us to warn us before he, yes. you know, reacts <laughs> instead of giving us a chance to, mm-hmm. audit, to correct. Um, so all of that is a blessing. And... Um, but it takes humility to 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 recognize that and then to accept those that are actually most of the time they're already there. Those people are there for us. And yeah. it, it's just another um, we have to put value on those relationships right. and what people offer to us. And um, it seems I, I know for me, sometimes it seems daunting simply because vulnerability is something that does not come easily to me. So if you're telling me that I now have to be intentional about maintaining these deep relationships in which I'm vulnerable with multiple people on a regular basis, I'm like, Lord, can I just like not do, not do that part yeah. this week, you know, or I try to skip yeah. on that piece. But it's so funny that you would say that because I feel the same way. I, I'm the type of person I could be by yes. myself all day yes. Yes. and be okay. I mean, I know that not a lot of people right. understand that. Right. And and people see me as a very social being. They see me as somebody that's an extrovert, but in all actuality, I could yes. be content at home yes. by myself. Yes. <laughs> and then if you check in, if you don't check in, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're okay. I'll catch up with you like tomorrow in a couple of days yeah. because I'm a very optimistic person. I just know nothing's going wrong, you know, and, yeah. but I'll look up and it's been three or four days, you know, and then I go in a place of feeling guilty as opposed to, and, and not feeling good about what I did accomplish when I had my head down and, you know, focused 100% on one thing it, while I'm keeping my relationships and it's not intentional and it's not conscious, but it's still happening. Right. The point it's is it's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> no point. Well, I think too, I love what you said about the people, the people who are in my circle and that I'm, I'm working on my relationships with to, to mm-hmm. maintain. I need these people. Absolutely. <laughs> I need them. Yeah. And God Absolutely. knows that I need them. And so, just like what you were saying about your spouse, or even if you're not married, right. a close friend, I need I need the person in my life because one of the things that is a problem for me, and my son even helps me with this. Mom, right. did you eat? <laughs> because I'll be right. I'll work. Right. I will work, and I'm a professor. I um I teach college students, and I will work mm-hmm. through my lunch. Then I'm doing, you know, I'm meeting with people for the book. I'll, I'll forget to eat. Um, and even with my, you know, in my health, you know, I have to right. get the rest. And 
I'm hard-headed sometimes. You know, there's there's that resistance to laying down, to taking a rest, to letting your mind rest. And I'm like, no, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. (laughs) And the Lord is even saying, you need to to lay down. You need to go somewhere and lay down. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. so God does yeah. design it in a perfect way. We just resist certain parts that are uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. you sure do. Well, well, I guess I, I guess to go back to what Yovana was saying, it's not the fact that it not even right. be uncomfortable. It's just not what yeah, we want right. to do. It's not. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't even get it to a point where it's uncomfortable. We just like, Mm-mm. no, Lord, that's right. part of the plan. I gave you the plan. I can give it to you again, Lord, if you need to play you again, but this is what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. Right. Remember, I exactly. talked to you about then, this. I talked exactly. about this. Exactly. And, and then, and I guess, and then, Yvonne, to go back to what you were saying when you were reading Samuel about how David inquired about the Lord, the beautiful thing about when David acquired about Quiet to the Lord, he mm. would wait to hear what God right. said instead of just saying, Well, Lord, this is Lord, I'm gonna choir, and then just say, Oh, well, you ain't said no. You're <laughs> <moving>. <laughs> that is so true, Wakia. That is so true. Yes, yes. Waiting. So I think that's also where it comes, right? It's not only to the point where we're inquiring, but we're pausing enough to listen to God give us an answer, and even if that answer is, remain that's still. right. No, don't take that deal. No, don't do that interview. Yes, no, don't go here. Girl. No, don't talk to this person. No, stay home. Do this right here. You need to be with your husband tonight. You can't go yeah. do this. You can't, yes. you know what I'm saying? We got to get to a place where we're close enough proximity with God where we are very clear. We understand that even in his no, even in his be still, that's still love us. You know what I'm saying? So... We're, I'm up, so let's move on to your next project. Girl, talk to us about this business. You opened up. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I I am starting a business called Your Book Journey Consulting, okay. and I want to help you write okay. your book. And when I say you, I mean whoever is listening, who is of the Christian faith, who is writing to inspire to help others with their story, you know, by telling their story, who wants to help their, um, their sister to study the Bible. I want to help other women write their book. So that's what my business is all about, helping writers become authors. And uh, so I've been working on that. I have a webinar that's coming up February 20th at 10 a.m., you can go to my website to find out more information about that. Um, I've been, look, I've been inquiring of the Lord every step of the way. (laughs) Because because Yvonne does not know exactly what what I am stepping into. But I feel like the Lord has equipped me. He's given me what is necessary to make this thing fruitful, to make it something that's going to, I just see it as a way of ministry, of multiplying, of, of telling the goodness of God, of, of sharing testimonies. And so um, with my experience in being able to teach, I, I teach, I'm a professor of English, so I teach um, college students how to write. 
But I am also, what I'm finding in my work is that some of my college students, they don't want to learn how to write. <laughs> Ooh, and so yeah. I would really love to work you with people to. who actually <laughs> want me to teach them how to write. It's, just, it's not just a college requirement. <laughs> right. <exactly>. Wow. <laughs> what a thought. What a thought. So I, yes. Yes. I feel like that would just be so, you know, wonderful. And, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that's what that's what, you know, that's my that's my new thing right now. And so I am excited about it. I, I really I just really have a desire to work with, with women. You know, I I did not grow up with sisters. I had my mom, but a mom has to be a mom, right? She's my sister now. <laughs> but um, growing up, a mom has to be a mom. And so um, I didn't grow up with with sisters. And God, he's so, he's so amazing because I didn't really have close relationships with other young ladies that I felt that, you know, um, I had trouble developing girlfriend relationships. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like as I've gotten older, he's been putting me in situations in women's ministry and working with women. It almost, it's just, it's one of those things that even gets me a little bit emotional thinking about it because um, I feel mm-hmm. a sisterhood. And I, I didn't always have that growing up. I had lots of cousins and all my cousins were, they had sisters. <laughs> I was the one with two brothers and everybody else had sisters, you know. And so I didn't grow up with that closeness, but I feel like God has given that awesome. to me now. He gives, so, he gives you the desires of yeah. your heart, spoken and unspoken. And those That's are the right. testimonies that no one can refute. Because you know in your heart of hearts that there are things that you've never uttered and you've longed for. And yes. there were things you didn't even put, those were the things you didn't even put time limits on most of the time because it was just a longing. And whenever you got yes. it, will be okay. And to realize 20, 30, 40 years later, after you first started thinking about something, that he answered your prayer, yes. that is phenomenal. And, yes. and for me, yes, it's just right. <laughs> because I've been there. Thank God, I'm still there. It's just recognizing how much He loves me. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I totally yes. agree. So, Yvonne, I'm going to ask one last question. So, for the many women who are listening to you today, what is the one thing you want them to take away with? Like, you know, because we gave them so much, you gave them so many nuggets tonight. So, what is that one thing that a week from now you hope that still resonates in her spirit? Well, I would say this don't be afraid when God calls you to do something. When He has given you something in your heart that you know is in His plan that you've prayed about and that you are believing him for, don't be afraid. You know, you know, you, you think about getting out of the boat, right? <laughs> and how scary that can be. Yeah, and you see Jesus over there on the water and, and Jesus is like, come. Mm-hmm. It's scary. But God's got you. 
And if it's in his plan, he's not going to let, he's not going to um, steer you in the wrong direction. So if you have a, you know, a goal, I know I talked a lot about goals, but when I talk about goals, I'm not just talking about career goals or ministry goals, those two, but relationship mm-hmm. goals, your personal, um, your personal relationship with God as a goal, whatever it is that God has put on your heart to, to move into, don't be afraid to move into it. Ask God for the plan. Ask him to give you what you need to be successful in whatever it is that you are pursuing. And I, I know that he will do it. I know that he will do it. He's done it for me. As long as I've kept my eyes on him, he's done it yes, for me. So yes. that's, that would be my word. Amen. Amen. Well, ma'am, thank you so, so much for your time. We surely appreciate it. It was just a phenomenal talk and it was just so fun. So fun having you on. We invite you back later once you uh, once you done got a couple books on your belt, you will come back and tell yeah. the next story. Well, I want to hear yeah. about the next season of your well. business. Um, we would love to have you. Absolutely, yeah. I want to hear it too. <laughs> well, well, you know, I laugh because I'm one of your English students that doesn't really want to learn how to write. That, that would have been me. So, so that made me laugh. I said, so I, I unfortunately won't be writing yeah. a book with you, but. You got a lot like me sitting in your class, and it's okay. We grow up and we 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 disappear. <laughs> oh, 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 you know what? You know what? Oh, it is. We, you know what? It is? We grow up and talk for you. We grow up and talk for you. And guess what? Guess what? English can be used in all those oh, areas absolutely. too. You know. Yes. It's a tool yes. and it's a skill that we you know all what? Need, and, so. and you're the professor we remember too. Yes. <laughs> That's right. You know what? They, they do come back. <laughs> you why? You know why? Don't you? Because they doubt and told them they got to write something. They don't know they don't, they don't know what to do. So now you got to go back to the beginning. You like listen. I know you trying to talk to me about them birds, right. but I don't remember. So can you please? Oh, I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I thank you all for having me on. I I have been delighted. This has been one of the best podcasts I have been on. I have oh, really you. enjoyed myself, Wakia and Barbara. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, my website is YvonneMarieSpeaks.com. I'm on Instagram at killthebusy underscore save the bee, as well as at your book journey. So you can find me in those three places and I would be happy to connect wonderful. wonderful and I'm going to actually have it all in the description ladies so you ain't got to remember we're going to have it written down so you can just click, right. click the link well, ladies all righty thank you yeah. so so much right. take care bye bye it's been a pleasure right. I'll talk to y'all later Bye-bye.